Welcome back to the Bushnell Project, making marriage great. One of the ways I want to do that is to encourage men to stand up and fulfill their roles. And one of the great ways we men can do that is by reading God's Word and drawing nearer to God and leading our families, leading our wives. And if God blesses us with children doing that. So John Bushnell is my name. I've got eight children, four sons, four daughters, and now three son-in-laws and two daughter-in-laws and a bunch of grandchildren. Been in ministry and studying God's Word for three decades now. So speaking out of some experience and some reading and some training, I don't have a bunch of degrees or anything like that, so you're not listening to me because you want to listen to the doctor or professor, but just a average guy that's tried to raise his children and love his wife as best he can, as best as he can, filled with the Spirit and reading God's Word and being renewed by the reading of God's Word daily. So we're looking at the study Hebrews. I love the letter of Hebrews in the New Testament, and so just kind of going through that as it is something I have done often and taught it at some pretty good levels and some pretty good students. So I just want to keep doing that and I enjoy it and so he here in Hebrews 10 he's sort of wrapping up this whole idea of Jesus Christ is the ultimate high priest and that we still need a high priest and his name is Jesus and as we do this I want to connect a couple of things from Psalms and going back to the old system which he's going to talk about so I think we finished up in verse 3 or actually verse 4 which says of chapter 10, for it is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. So verse five, consequently, consequently, when Christ came into the world, he said, sacrifices and offerings you have not desired, but a body have you prepared for me. In burnt offerings and sin offerings, you have taken no pleasure. Then I said, behold, I have come to do your will, O God, as it is written of me in the scroll of the book. Verse eight. When he said above, you have neither desired nor taken pleasure in sacrifices and offerings and burnt offerings and sin offerings. These are offered according to the law. Then he added, behold, I have come to do your will. He does away with the first in order to establish the second. And by the will, by that will, we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. And every priest stands daily at his service, offering repeatedly the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. But when Christ had offered for all time a single sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God, waiting from that time until his enemies should be made a footstool for his feet. For by a single offering he has perfected for all time those who are being sanctified, and the Holy Spirit also bears witness to us. For after saying, This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, declares the Lord, I will put my laws on their hearts and write them on their minds. Then he adds, I will remember their sins and their lawless deeds no more. Where there is forgiveness of these, there is no longer any offering for sin. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened 
for us through the curtain that is through his flesh. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from the evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And then he's going to give us some other practical tips there. We'll take that another time. But I want to help us see some things. So part of those verses are coming from Psalms 40, actually. And so I want to look at that a little bit. But in Psalms 40, verses 6, 7, and 8, it says this, In sacrifice and offering you have not delighted, but you have given me an open ear. Burnt offerings and sin offerings you have not required. Then I said, Behold, I have come in the scroll of the book as it is written of me. I delight to do your will, O my God. Your law is written within my heart. So these verses from Psalms 40 match up with Hebrews chapter 10 there. And so we see that this is a messianic psalm. And there's some all kinds of neat things in there, and including some stuff that go back to the old ways of if you're a slave to somebody, you would have your ear open. And some people say, that, well, no, that's just him saying that their, their ears are open to hear. Um, so, yeah, we can have arguments over a lot of different things or discussions, good discussions. But I want to point out some of the key things in here so we're not drawn away. And to think about this as men and how we pray for our wives, how we approach God, how we pray for our children, and even how we encourage one another. So the big contrast here is between the Old Covenant and the New Covenant, the way the priest did things and the way Jesus did things, right? So let's look at a few things, right? So Christ sacrificed once for sin, right? The Levitical or the priest sacrifices were continual. So there's there's a difference, right? The Levitical priest sacrificed animals, so not their own blood, but the blood of animals. Christ sacrificed his own blood, so he offered himself. Thirdly, the Levitical sacrifice only covered sin. It didn't wash away sin. Christ's sacrifice removed the sin. And fourth, what the priests did, they always did, and eventually their sacrifice ceased. But Christ's sacrifice is, is continually effective forever. So his sacrifice on the cross is it. That's no more is done. Now, even after Jesus' death and resurrection, the Jews would go on doing these sacrifices until the destruction of the temple. And so from Hebrews, if it was written before 70 AD, then we know that they were continuing to do this. And that's part of why he's writing this. Why are you going back to this is the, the, the big question of Hebrews. Why are you going back to the old ways? Why are you going back to the old covenant when you have met the Messiah, the Jesus, the, the Christ, who is Jesus? So for us to realize that Jesus Christ is greater than all that the Hebrews would have looked up to from Joshua Josh, uh, from Joshua and Abraham and Isaac and Melchizedek, the angels, the prophets, all of that, Christ is superior. And we are cleansed of our sins. They are washed away. They are removed. As, as one man told me this week, removed as far as the east is from the west. And he's right. And so, but it is the blood of Jesus, that sacrifice that does that for us. And the application, I think, 
for us really is in our relationship with Jesus Christ and how we lead our family that Jesus is not a God that a, a calculating God that's hiding behind the door waiting to catch us doing wrong. We're going to do wrong. And what he did was he sacrificed himself because he knew you were going to do wrong so that you can have a relationship with him and the Father. And so let's let's not be legalistic. Let's not be overjudgmental of our wives, of those in our sphere of influence. Let's love people and let's we need to confront sin, right? We need to confront evil, but we need to do it in a way that honors God. We need to do it in a way where those who we love feel loved and know that we love them and we love them unconditionally. So even when they mess up, we still love them. And that's how God loves us. So think about that, that no matter how badly you messed up today or this week or this month or this year, God actually still loves you. And his sacrifice on the cross is still enough so go commune with God. God bless you guys. It's really, wow, really long today. Apologize for that. So maybe I'll count this for tomorrow as well. God bless you.